Welcome to a special episode of the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm Brian Moran, and today I want to welcome Rose Zong, VP of Finance at Fumbox, a company dedicated to creating better financial options for small business owners. Uh, I know that this is a big topic for our listeners, so we are very excited uh, to have you today on our show. Rose Zong, welcome. Thank you, Brian. I'm very excited to be here and talk about credit for small businesses. Excellent. Excellent. So VP of Finance at Funbox, uh, why don't we start by what does that entail and what does your company do? Sure. So Funbox helps build technology to small to solve payments and credit problems for small businesses. And my role specifically as VP of Finance, I oversee all of the financial decisions and capital raising for our company. Um, so that means includes accounting, uh, financial forecasting, capital markets, uh, strategy. And I work very closely with all of our other executives and our engineers and other departments at the company. So is Funbox a technology company or are you a financial services company? So we are a technology company, but our main focus and our customers are small businesses. And we are using technology to help small businesses solve their credit and payment problems. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So are you a disruptor in in your industry? Is that what's happening right now in the uh, financial credit and lending industry that companies like Funbox are disrupting it? Yeah, I sure hope so. <laughs> um, there are a number of new data and methods that we're using to bring credit and new payment solutions to small businesses. And so we hope to be disrupting the space and, and bring new options to our customers. Okay, great. Well, I, today I want to focus our show on how credit works for small business owners. This is one of the great mysteries of the unknown when, when you're a small business owner. Uh-huh. Like, how does a system actually work? So I'd love for you to give us just a quick overview on credit today and small business. Sure. So credit can mean different things for different people. And you can have social and community credit and trust. Um, For the purpose of this podcast, we'll focus on financial credit. But the same concepts and principles actually apply to a spectrum um, of credit, not just financial. And so but for for financial credit, you know, business owner will tell you that having access to credit is not a nice to have, but an absolute need to have, particularly for small businesses where you may have cash flow gaps for new opportunities that come up or new regular payments that that are happening, but you don't have uh, the funds to pay for it for a number of reasons that I can Mm -hmm. go into. Um, Having, having credit is essential for small businesses. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head when it comes to, cash flow and just trying to deal with the ebbs and flows. Uh, so yep. uh, tell us like some of the biggest mistakes that you, you think you're seeing right now with small business owners that they're making when it comes to their credit reports and credit scores. Yeah. So some of the challenges that, that happen in the small business space is even though you are running a business and is a separate entity, unfortunately, a lot of the institutions will still look at your personal FICO as a way to underwrite you and and offer you credit. And so it's important to make sure that as a small business, you are keeping a high personal FICO as the owner of that business. Um, Some of the other things that, that 
can happen are, you know, not being prepared for the unexpected. So let's say there are two businesses that are pretty similar and, um, and there's an order that comes in. Well, there may be one business that has the credit available to take out a loan and, um, and produce the inventory and whatnot for that, for that customer and another business that may not. So really making sure that you are prepared for the unexpected. There are a number of things. Um, you know, I don't need to tell your listeners. They all know delayed invoices, um, large service orders that come in that I just talked about, having um, some business taxes that may come up, city taxes, state taxes, and, and just the ebbs and flows. Of, so seasonal, um, seasonal situations with whether it's weather or any sort of marketing or other things that come up. So there, there are a number of items that I could go on and list, but really just being prepared and um, being able to have that credit, that financial credit to uh, rely on when it does come to these uh, business situations. Yeah. A lot of times I talk about the what if game. What if this happens or what if that happens? It's interesting you mentioned, you know, what if a new order comes in? A lot of times we look at the um, obstacles that may or may not arise. Um, As you said, delayed invoice or natural disaster, something that requires emergency cash. Uh, but I talk sometimes to my clients about Jonah swallowing the whale so that <laughs> you get an order that is by far the largest order you've ever had. Yep. Uh, but you didn't read the fine print where it says, you know, maybe it's it's a, you know, a, a retail opportunity and they're going to hold on to your inventory and they'll pay you after all of the merchandise gets sold. So you can typically expect you know, funds to come back in about 90 or 120 days. Oh, and by the way, we're going to return everything that doesn't get sold. Yeah. I mean, like I I have a personal story. So this past weekend I hosted a baby shower and this was by no means the whale baby shower or anything, (laughs) but, but even, you know, a couple hundred dollars for each of the vendors that I worked with, Mm -hmm. that that's a big deal. And they had to produce, whether it was the bakery or the furniture, like they had to produce all of those items even before I was able to pay them at the day of the event. Right. And just being prepared for those things. And especially if you have a whale order or a large customer, you're trying to close those customers may not be willing to pay you until 30, 60, 90 days after you've delivered the services. Right. So some, sometimes as hard as it is, Business owners need to learn to say no, no to this great opportunity, because in my current situation, this will leave me incredibly thin. And if anything were to pop up, uh, you know, it's hard. It's a hard situation because invariably Murphy's Law kicks in and, you know, one, not one, not two, but three things pop up on the on the negative side or obstacles. And then you find yourself behind the eight ball. So, so from a credit perspective, um, is there a magic number uh, or um, kind of a percentage of gross revenue that business owners should look to have access to when it comes to a line of credit or access to capital for their business? Um, no, unfortunately, there isn't something so easy as one magic number. But I will say this, it, it, that number will depend on if your business is more seasonal, mm-hmm. um, whether it's even number of years, I'm not even just talking about the four seasons in a year, but 
whether the first few years you'll you'll really need to invest in some strategies and then the next three or four years is when you really see your revenue stream coming in. But in those different years or in those different months, you may want to have a different um, what we call a debt to income ratio or when your gross or your gross receivables versus how much credit you've taken out. Um, but it, it is important to as an owner of the business or even uh, uh, someone who's working at a small business, be aware of those uh, gaps and those multiples in the different times. But unfortunately, there isn't a, a magic number I can share. Okay. Okay. Well, and, but you bring up a good point, too, about especially with seasonal businesses. But uh, it, 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 whether you're a seasonal or not, a retail or home-based, uh, you know, if you've been in business three, four, five years and hopefully you've kept good financial records that you're able to go back and look at each year and see when there were gaps or cash flow squeezes in your business. Now, do they come at the same time every year? Uh, what what what's the the biggest you know issue that you've had to deal with, and and how much credit did you need to get past that obstacle or that opportunity? Right. So it it pays to go back and and look at that, not necessarily saying that the same thing is going to happen in 2018 and 2019 that happened in 2016 and 17. But it gives you a benchmark of the fact that you have one, two or three cash flow issues each year. This is usually when it happens. And this is how much you need. Yeah, exactly. I'd say that's along the lines of having a solid credit strategy or a business planning strategy, knowing when, not only when you had dips in your cash reserves, but also when there are opportunities to really, let's say, juice your business a little bit more. So in, in the seasonal business example, you know, if you have a landscaping business, you may want to start marketing before the spring or summer weather hits, right? So that that's late winter timeframe. So having let's say a line of credit or an ability to take out a loan to do more marketing at that time before it, it the seasonal business hits actually um, may be part of your strategy. So so really just understanding your business in, in both the cash reserves, ebbs and flows, as well as the opportunities and that really pairing those up and seeing what makes most sense for you. And so these are great. What I like about your suggestions and your tips are that they are things that business owners can immediately apply to their business. Like this is stuff you can do today. Start thinking about your lines of credit, your access to capital, look at your cash flow position, look at your receivables. If you're a seasonal business, get a sense of, you know, how the how the summer's looking because you know when the when the summer ends it's like the money machine gets turned off if you are a, a landscaping business yeah. or a summer business. And so you're going to have to ride the next however many months until your next, mm-hmm. you know, the next type line of business opens up that you have. So you have, are there like a couple of other tips or suggestions that you can give to business owners today that would improve their credit scores? Right. So I'm, I'm going to go to my bank or I'm going to mm-hmm. come to Funbox or a, another financial institution and try and get out a line of credit. But before I do that, I'm mm-hmm. going to want to look at my credit reports and my credit scores. Right. Yeah. And so actually, uh, you mentioned a good thing. Well, good point where Funbox and a number of other online lenders have 
started to use various points of data to actually evaluate a customer. And so you, while the credit score and the, fi- the business owner's FICO score will likely be used, it may not be the only thing. So a couple other things to keep in mind are having those um, the customers of yours that are healthy paying customers, making sure that they uh, still continue using your business and, and making sure that your paying customers are um, still with the business and understanding what you're able to provide year on year. So to the extent that you can, can maintain a, uh, a stream of receivables from uh, several different consistent clients, mm-hmm. that's actually a strong, very strong data point as well. Um, and then the other point we did talk about a little bit was just the amount of debt that you do have as a business or as a, uh, an individual uh, compared to the amount of income and gross receivables you have, making sure that there is uh, you have a story around that. There is a reason if one multiple is larger at different times and, and understanding how you're paying off your current debt, if you have any. Um, a couple other, uh, you know, just generally good business practices is um, making sure that you do have a, a solid team around you. You know, it's not just one individual. Um, oftentimes, these small businesses are growing. You have a number of employees. Um, they are your, your your payments to them are regular, and things that aren't disruptive to the business or, or can send off a different um, a different red flag for one reason or another. So you talked about debt to income. You're talking about business debt to income, right? Even even though um, you mentioned that they'll look at your personal FICO scores and your personal profile, are they uh, is is a credit lender also looking at your personal debt? as a small business owner? Yeah. So it depends on, it, it, it does depend on the lender. So some lenders will look at both personal as well as uh, business. And so, you know, just go, stepping back one second, the advantage of small businesses being unique is a double-edged sword. It is great that your business is unique and you can find customers who you solve problems for that no one else can solve. However, the flip side of that is it's actually tricky for traditional mm-hmm. underwriters and banks to really understand those businesses without looking at all of the paperwork and all of the receivables. And so uh, what online lenders have done is they've we've started to use different data sources as well as different underwriting techniques to really gain a holistic picture of a small business. And so while some lenders, Fundbox included, may use your personal debt to income ratio at some points to evaluate and make that decision. That's interesting. It, it sounds to you say the different data points or different uh, 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 areas of, of your credit. Yep. Is that is that like the the uh, secret sauce <laughs> that, that, uh, that credit yeah. lenders look at? I, I, what I'm trying to help our listeners with is. So I get my credit report. What? Okay, there's my number. It's seven twenty. Here's you know mm-hmm. seven oh five, and here's whatever. And and so you know you're getting the the different reporting um, from companies, mm-hmm. and then of course you're getting your mm-hmm. FICO score, and then you're looking to make sure that all of the information is accurate. Uh, I've actually had you know other Brian Morans pop up on my credit report. Uh, in fact, uh. somebody had a mortgage. Thank God they were paying it. But uh, I had a different mortgage that was attached to my credit report wow. once. And uh, so it looked like I owed a lot more than I did. 
So, and, and those are free every year, by the way. So you can go, I think it's free annual creditreport.com. You can get your credit reports for free every year to look at just to make sure that all of the information is accurate. And if there's any disputes on it, you should be disputing it. Correct? Yeah, that, that's right. I didn't mention this part as much. And thank you for pointing it out. Really, it's free. Everyone should be doing it to make sure that they don't have random mortgages <laughs> popping up yeah. on their credit report. And if you do, that's something you should bring up with the reporting agency immediately. Um, because if you have negative reports that are not even your debt, uh, those can negatively impact your credit score and then your ability to get uh, credit from other and providers. And all of this you should be doing um, when you are on solid ground. So today, yeah. Har- yeah. Harvey McKay had a great book, uh, Dig You Well Before You're Thirsty. And, <laughs> and, and yes. so, you know, line up your access to credit. Uh, before you actually need it. Because when you need it, you don't want to start scampering around saying, okay, who's willing to lend me money? Uh, That's when you you break open the glass and you say, okay, here's my plan that I'm going to execute and here's how much money I need. And when things get better, I'm going to put the money back and I'm going to put it under a new glass. That's right. I take it one step further and say, even start to have conversations with the banks or with the online lenders without needing to take out a line of credit or a loan immediately, understand which ones you would want to work with and feel comfortable working with. There are some partners that are a better fit for different types of industries, getting that research and making those relationships now and making those decisions. Okay. At what point would I actually take out a loan and what point would I draw on my line of credit? Making those decisions now make it a lot less stressful for when a customer is coming to you and saying, we need X, Y, Z by tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, think of it as, as uh, your health. Yeah. Right? When, yep. when you, when you have to go to the emergency room, you're at the mercy of whatever attending physician is on duty at that time and whatever hospital you've been brought to. So, you know, you, you're kind of putting your fate in somebody else's hands saying, you know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best here. Uh, but you wouldn't do that with your own doctor, right? You, you, your your regular doctor, you're going to do a little bit of research. You're going to find out, make sure they're not, you know, they haven't been reported or they have <laughs> yeah, a license. Yeah. You're going to want to find the best possible doctor to take care of you on a day-to-day basis. Right. And that should be the same in your business with your financial institution. Yeah, right? exactly. Somebody who understands your business, your goals, your needs, and is in a unique position to help you achieve your goals. Right. And you don't want to be reading through all of that fine print. Again, when you have an urgent customer order to fill, you want to understand which lenders provide what type of terms, what type of pricing, how frequently you need to repay and understand what would fit the situation you may be in in the future. Like you don't, for per your hospital example, you don't want to be running in there with your business uh, on the line right, <laughs> and making a, right. a quick instant decision on the moment of and yet we all do that. We, we, as business owners, we've all been guilty of doing just that at some point in our in our business lives. 
so we're in the home stretch, and I do want to ask these these final two questions. And so far, it's been fantastic, and I've been taking actually a lot of notes because I love everything you're saying, and I want to make sure I share that with my clients. So thank you for that. Oh, of course. Uh, but what does what does the rest of 2018 and then 2019 look like in terms of credit and small business? Is the market going to get tighter? Will it loosen up? What What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, what I think is. As you know, this data and as the technology is evolving, I do think that there are going to be more alternative lenders as well as new products from existing lenders to offer SMBs and serve businesses of different types. You know, there are a number of new types of businesses and new types of sole props that have come up in the last few years. And really, I see lenders adapting and changing the products that they offer as well as some of their underwriting methods to offer those, Mm -hmm. which is, which is good because there's more availability, but it does mean that as the business owner, you do want to make sure that you understand what's available to you. Um, Typically competition will drive better lending terms. So that's, that's great for the business owners. Um, But sometimes there can be just a lot out there and making sure that you have your, your, references, resources available to you to, to make the best decision. Um, and I also going back to the business practice, you know, it, keeping your relationship strong with your best customers, knowing mm-hmm. when you'll need credit in the next few months, few years, and knowing when those big opportunities may come up for you to actually take out credit and invest in your business. Um, and then finally, you know, there have been a number of years since we've had a recession. I'm not going to make a prediction right. on that, but but it, it, you know there may be one coming in the next year or two years in the near future. So just being prepared on the diversity of your customers, built, keeping the relationship strong with your customers, and having that credit available to you. So, and that begs the question. Uh, you know, I know they're talking about interest rates right now, raising them. Uh, mm-hmm. Should business owners be concerned about? rising interest rates when it comes to financing their business needs? I think interest rates will always have a big impact on all areas of the economy, first order, second order, meaning you may not be directly impacted, but one of your customers may be or or someone, a neighbor may be. And so it's always good to be aware of where those are moving. But then it it, it does uh, reinforce the fact of, okay, let's make sure that the core business is functioning well. Um, let's take advantage of anything marketing or any investments we can make now while the interest rate hasn't fully risen yet. So some of those things, um, definitely monitoring the interest rate, but it's hard to say exactly how that's going to affect uh, business when it does. Rise. Yeah. This has been fantastic, Rose. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, my listeners and me, and giving us kind of a, you know, a, a an MBA in credit and financing your business. It really, you know, and, and to all our listeners out there, uh, two words, cash flow. You know, it's one of the things that keeps you up at night. And, you know, if you want to get a better night's sleep, get a better handle on your cash flow needs, uh, your access to credit. You know, we had a, a, a separate podcast that we did with Joe Knight about understanding the financials of your company. It's not 
It's not something you need to do today. You don't need to be a financial guru today, but you do need to start taking the steps in order to better understand financing and the financials of your company if you want to stay in business during all of the twists and turns coming up in the you know next 18 to 24 months. So, Rose, thank you. Uh, Rose Zong, VP of Finance at Funbox, has been our guest today. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, a, a advocate for small business. We appreciate what you do. Uh, check out Funbox, funbox.com. If you're, if you're interested in learning more about what they do and we appreciate you listening to the small business edge podcast with Brian Moran. Thank you, Rose and everyone have a great day. Thanks. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.